Here's a phrase we've heard bandied about a lot this past week, free and fair elections. As you know from last Friday's Perfectly Frank, since the advent of computerized voting machines, I strongly question the fair part. As for being free, they are the furthest thing from it. Estimates are nationally a staggering $14 billion will have been spent on the 2020 campaign. The blame for this orgy of excess can be laid at the door of the United States Supreme Court, which 10 years ago rendered their worst decision since upholding slavery in the Dred Scott case. In the Citizens United suit, the justices essentially equated money with speech. Really? So the fellow standing on his soapbox on a street corner has the same clout as corporations plunking down fortunes for mass media advertising. Instead of opening the door for unlimited money to be infused into the system, we should have been figuring how to take it out of the equation. When people have to raise ungodly sums just to be candidates, how can they not be somehow beholding to their donors? In his new book, First Principles, Pulitzer Prize-winning author Thomas Ricks opines that our founding fathers would be appalled by the way we have devolved into an oligarchy ruled by those of wealth. I remember as a candidate for a mayor of Las Vegas having what I thought would be an interview with our state's most influential political reporter. His first words to me were, Do you have at least a quarter million dollars behind you? Because if you don't, there's no need for us to talk. When I said no, he got up and left. That was that. Today, there is such a high correlation between money spent and who wins We might as well just skip the middleman and simply auction these government posts off to the highest bidder. Let's try an interesting exercise. I'm betting this audience could come up with a way of holding publicly funded elections that would be eminently more fair and wouldn't cost anything like $14 billion dollars. Imagine the crumbling infrastructure we could repair with that kind of money. My email is frank at perfectlyfrankpodcast.com. Speaking of which, let's see what you had to say about last week's podcast concerning our modern voting machines. Ray wrote, I did what you suggested and went to your archives to listen to episode number eight. That inspired me to do some research of my own, which brought me to a book titled Vote Scam. After reading that, I will never cast my ballot on a machine again. Yes, Ray, I actually interviewed one of the brothers who wrote that book when it came out. It's must-reading, in my opinion. Virginia emailed this, I was skeptical, to say the least, uh, of your premise of how easily vote totals could be altered. Then I watched, on demand, HBO's documentary, 
Hacking Democracy 2, apparently a sequel to a previous special nearly 15 years earlier. It was about as unsettling as anything I've ever seen on TV and made a believer out of me. Why aren't more people talking about this? Because, Virginia, if you'll recall, those of us who did were punished in various ways, including threats of imprisonment in some cases. 21st century technology can be wonderfully convenient, but in the instance of voting, we should take a step back in time and stick with the old-fashioned paper ballots. Best of luck to Ray and Virginia in our email of the month contest. Tonight being Friday, I'll be heading to my favorite Italian restaurant in Las Vegas, Trattoria Italia on Eastern Avenue, where you'll find me at the piano for your dining pleasure. I always love meeting my listeners in person, so please stop by some night and say hello. You'll love the food. Until next time. Holding hands at midnight Neath the starry sky Nice work if you can get it And you can get it if you try Strolling with the one girl Sighing sigh after sigh Nice work if you can get it And you can get it if you try